All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Crypto Sense Podcast. We got a show today. We have a, another fantastic interview that's up for your listening indulgences, okay? Um, but before I do the proper introductions, first knock out these sponsors. CoinSeed is the app that allows you to invest in cryptocurrency all while using your pocket change. Now you can even get crypto cash back. Um, when you go and you shop at certain retailers, now it's no excuse, guys. I mean, literally, they're giving away cryptocurrency. At least you can do is be in a position to go ahead and grab it, right? So make sure you download the link um, that's in the show notes, all right? And you'll be on your way to setting up your cryptocurrency empire. Encrypted Apparel is the cryptocurrency clothing apparel company. That allows you to stay fly and crypto conscious all at the same time. Go over to their website, wearencrypted.com. That's W-E-A-R encrypted.com. Put in um, crypto sets, the coupon code. You get 10% off on your next purchase. Okay. Also, you guys, that's right. You have the ability to sponsor the show now. Whether it be fifty cent, a dollar, a dollar fifty, we take it all over here at Crypto Sense. Whatever you can help to keep the rent paid and the plate spinning, we're gonna take it and we're gonna put it to some good use. So thank you guys for the folks who have already um, pushed that support button on the Anchor app. I clicked on that link on the in the show notes. And made their contribution through Apple Pay or debit or credit card, whatever. So we thank you guys for that. And anyone that's on the fence, that's thinking about pushing a button, let me push you on the right side of the fence and say, hey, you know, whatever you can help is going to also help us to continue to put out great content. Keep me going with some Starbucks high-grade coffee to do the research for these shows and Potentially also help fund our trips to um, different conferences where we get a chance to interview these ICO developers and technology developers in this crypto space. That's all going to be happening next year. So whatever you can do to help me be able to get out and do that and do a proper launch of the video side of the podcast, that would be fantastic. So. Think about that as you sit on the fence, all right? So, look, I had the opportunity to interview. Well, well, first, let me just back up a little bit here. As you guys know, uh, earlier this year, I've been really trying to go hard on getting into cryptocurrency trading. And to be honest with you, it's been a bit of a struggle. I've had more losses than gains. I've learned a lot. But I've been, uh, in a lot of ways, uh, unmotivated to really dive in. As you, as I already told you earlier, um, you know, my investment strategy when it comes to cryptocurrency is I'm more of a hodler. I like to hold, hold for the long term, buy and buy right and just hold the currencies. But I do understand there's some, there's some money that I'm leaving on the table when it comes to being able to trade cryptocurrency, take advantage of that opportunity especially in this volatile market so i'm always excited to try to get people on the show that have that skill set or i should say contributing to making cryptocurrency trading more easier so 
I was very, very fortunate to get this show. I had a chance to interview a gentleman by the name of Jeremy Bourne. And Jay is one of the coolest cats you could ever, ever meet or talk to. Real laid back, real, real chill. He has a platform called Coin Genius. Let me just tell you a little bit about Coin Genius. Of course, he's going to tell you more in the interview. But Coin Genius is the type of platform that literally takes all of the heavy lifting away when it comes to data collection and being able to have the right knowledge to make the split decisions that you need to make when it comes to whether you want to buy or sell certain cryptocurrencies. It literally just gathers all this data, all this information, all this knowledge, and really helps you through the process. It, it, in so many ways, it doesn't even make sense for you to do anything else but this, really. So he had a chance to talk about you know, the platform and what they're doing, and you're just going to be blown away like I was um, just hearing about all the different technologies that they've infused, including AI, into this platform all right so hold tight don't move a muscle the next voices that you're going to hear in segment two are going to be from jeremy and myself all right and we're going to be talking about coin genius so hold tight and don't move a muscle yo jay yep i'm here what's up man this is carlson carlson what's up man how you doing Oh, man, man, I'm doing terrific, man. First of all, <laughs> I just got to say thank you just for taking the time out to just take the call, do the show. I know you're spending so many plates over there just making history, doing all kinds of crazy, <laughs> wild stuff in this crypto world, man. So just thank you so much for coming on the show and just, you know, just chopping it up with us, you know, for a few. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Really glad to be here and, uh, you know, just talk. Talk crypto, talk blockchain, whatever, uh, whatever direction you want to head. Yeah, man. Well, look, man. You, you know, for the past, like, I'll say, for the past, like, maybe past two or three months, I've been doing a few shows about, you know, cryptocurrency trading. I've actually got into a little bit of cryptocurrency trading, trying to figure it out, and trying to figure out, you know, what are the tools and how to be able to really tackle it, man. But it sounds like to me that with the platform that you have and things that you've been doing with, with coin coin genius, it just sounds like it's something that's just, just going to disrupt the whole game. And um, just talk to me, man, in terms of how you came up with the idea and, you know, what was the inspiration? Yeah, that's a really good question. You know, the good thing about that is I always like to start with the why, um, because I feel like that's how you get people to understand the emotional connection between what, your ideas and what you're trying to build. Um, you know, I'm a retail investor myself. I got in a little bit late to the game. You know, we all have friends that told us, hey, look at crypto, look at blockchain, this is the future. And we decided to ignore it for whatever reason. Back in 2014, 2015, kicked ourselves and then got in in 2017. That was me. So as I, you know, come from a previous life of uh, being an investment advisor and a number of different industries, I was very familiar with, you know, trading tools and things like that. And as I got into the crypto space, and started going on exchanges, trying to understand private keys and all the things associated with them that you know typically confuse you know the average investor. I was that guy, right? So we were, I was learning from the ground up, and I realized that there was very archaic tools, you know, as it relates to the UI on exchanges. So the mm-hmm. buttons were different. It wasn't something that I was just used to. 
so, um, you know, as I am a researcher myself, if I'm making any decision as it relates to spending money, I found myself, you know, once I got comfortable with the basics, spending hours upon hours of doing research across multiple sites. So I'd go to coinmarketcap.com because somebody told me that was a cool site, right? And yeah. then I'd go on Twitter because I come from a consulting background for Fortune 500 brands around like sensitive analysis, social listening, AI, machine learning. So I understood that side of things as well and how that applies to business and how understanding that really can affect the future volatility of an asset or um, mm-hmm. customer uh, preferences, as an example. So if I went to Twitter, if I went to Reddit, and I was just analyzing all the conversations that were happening and trying to just, like I said, gather determination of where a particular asset was going and also the investment viability of that coin. So then after about an hour, two hours of doing some research, I would go back not knowing how volatile this market is. And inevitably, I'd lose out on, you know, like an upswing that was like 20% because some news article came out about how a Korean exchange is hacked or maybe it was some positive news. And, you know, I missed the boat by 20% going up. So mm. I realized that there was, there was not really any solution to that. And I started talking about it with people in my network, and I realized that this is a problem that anyone and everyone in crypto was facing, especially from the retail perspective. So I decided to create a company called Coin Genius. And, you know, the intention of this company was to aggregate all the different signals out there that are happening because there's a lot of signals and a lot of them are confusing, right? So there's, you know, fake news, there's people trying to manipulate the market, there's pump and dump schemes, you know, there's bots that are giving us signals. Oh, yeah, the bots are heavy, man. (laughs) The bots bots are out there. Oh, they are. They're out there in force. So, like, all those things are signals to our brains as investors that tell us whether we think the market is going up or down. But to the retail or typical investor, we're usually wrong. So we're buying at the height and we're selling at the low. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> it's, it's the completely, it's the wrong way of doing it, right? And institutional investors that are equipped with these sophisticated tools powered by artificial intelligence and bots of their own that just do the automated trading for them, they're the only ones that are really capitalizing on these mm. um, you know, vol- uh, spikes of volatility, if you will. So I wanted to create something for everyone to where it aggregates all the signals. Think of kayak.com sourcing from like all the different websites to give wow. you the best price. Think of Bloomberg that's sourcing all the information. So you have all the information about the exchanges in one place and you can understand where the market's going. I want to do that same thing for cryptocurrency. And that's really uh, what CoinGenius is and what we aim to do. Man, I mean, you dropped so many jewels with what you just said because it's like so much is going on. You have so much going on with the social media uh, news that's coming out on coins. Then you have, like, you yeah. Twitter. Then you have the analytics. Then you have, you know, the articles. And so it's like it's so, it's so time-consuming to just try to figure out all of that to make a determination on the movements of, let's say, like one currency that you finally looked at and said, okay, I want to maybe trade this currency. And to be able to have a system that puts that all in front of you in, in a, you know, a nice, smooth, user-friendly dashboard and takes into consideration all those elements because they're all really just things, like you said, you know. What do you yeah. think has been the biggest, like, signal outside of just the analytics that can really just move prices, man. Yeah. When it comes no, to absolutely. like um you know, like a you know, like a coin. What is something that you've kind of like seen like, man, like like you know, somebody come out with an article or if it's 
something that happens in the market that just, just totally just shifts things. What what are the things that you think is the biggest thing that um biggest influencer when it comes to like, you know, the movement of the market? <laughs> yeah, that's a that's a really good question, right? And that's that's the, the holy grail and that's what we're after. Um because I think in life if you're just trying to solve challenges or problems that are, you know, somewhat trivial, that's great. But the people that are really saying that I want to solve one of the biggest problems that are out there, which is identifying things that have an influence on volatility in the market and prices. Um, yeah. Everybody says that they have the answer. So if you go on Twitter after, you know, market drops by like 10% overnight, as an example, you see like so many varying views as to what the cause was. But it's funny mm-hmm. because there's a very small contingent of people and, you know, typically that's like the, the, the 1%, right, that has the answer because they have that insider information or they know what's happening. So then they trade their bots accordingly, and they're the ones making all the money, and we're holding the bag. So with that said, I wanted to dive deep and understand on multiple levels what was influencing the market, assigning some sort of scores to those so we can actually quantify it and then look from a historical perspective how we apply all these different pieces of data and then how they reacted against the market or positioned the market or pushed the market in one particular direction. So that's what we've been doing. You know, we started in January of this year. Uh, I was stewing on this idea for a lot longer prior to that. Um, you know, very quickly, I, I was able to attract some pretty intelligent people, and we've just been tracking this ever since and started throwing different types of scenarios at this. And I think we have a really good idea of some of the things and factors contributing to the volatility. Uh, we don't know everything because every day we learn and the market changes and the new regulation maybe comes on the pipe depending on the country. So there's so many different factors. It's kind of like running a startup. I, I kind of like draw that correlation because you have to not only wear every hat, but you have to be very agile. So if something comes at you or there's like a change in the industry, if you're not willing to very agilely kind of shift your thoughts or your product sets to be able to accommodate that, then you can be left in the dust. So the same thing goes with cryptocurrency. There's so much changing at all times that we're shifting and looking into different things and we're willing to, you know, go in a different direction on the top of the dime because we have to. It's, it's so many moving parts, so many moving parts. And I mean, you just made some, just, just some amazing points about just how all the data just kind of gels together and fits together and it's like putting together a puzzle. Uh, yeah. There's another thing that um, that I noticed, man. Just with with what you guys are doing, walk me through um, this AI element, man, because you know that's something that people have been talking about for a minute, and it's been something that like people, you know, it's it's like two schools of thought. You have one side that says, "Oh no, don't don't fall in, you know, to the AI stuff," and then you have Another side is like, oh man, this is like this is the future. This is where it's going. How how has the AI how how has that affected um, or influenced your whole business model and and just made you know technology easier for you to be able to bring to the market? Yeah, that's a really good question too. So I'd like to probably just start with the basics, which is you know as people say AI, you know, uh, that's very high level. That's more of a buzzword than really understanding what truly AI means and really what the application is because AI is only as good as the data that you provide it. Otherwise it doesn't really work. So if I feed it crap data, it's going to give me a crap answer, right? So really what it comes down to and why we've been focused so heavily on 
you know, sourcing only the highest quality data possible from different types of data partners out there. Um, you know, that's how we are confident in the ability to apply artificial intelligence, which is basically helping us sort through the data quicker than a human can and giving us some sort of reasonable determination as to what the answer is or the direction that we head. Now, very early on, you can't just put an AI model on top of data and spit out a correct answer day one. You have to understand what is that answer and then have an entire human element to that, in our opinion, to be able to validate whether that answer is good or bad. And then you use that answer to go back and you retrain the data. And that's where machine learning comes into play. So you're continuously training and training. And the more data you give it, the better, obviously. And the more signals are telling you it's, it's correct or it's incorrect, that validation is really going to help you to get smarter and to get ultimately better decisions, which happens you know, further in the future. So that's what we're working on specifically. And I think we're to a place that we're very confident in what we have. And the AI, you know, and what it's doing and the signals it's providing us are very, very accurate. So one of the things that we wanted to do as we were understanding like deep sentiment analysis, even things like fraud detection and market manipulation and how that relates to volatility, we wanted to test and make sure and validate that the data that we had internally made sense. So we decided to work towards Bitcoin predictions. So we use mm. what's called long short-term memory recurrent neural networks, which is a really fancy word for, you know, if you want to combine AI and machine learning into kind of one sentence, that's really what it's called underneath. So where we are applying those things based on, you know, on top of our data to do a prediction for 24 hours ahead of time in Bitcoin across multiple exchanges. Wow. So our validation wow. was how accurate can we predict a price corridor? So if I say, Bitcoin is going to be tomorrow between the price of 7,500 and 7,450, which is a very like small variance, right? But if I can be over 80, 90% accurate in predicting that, well, guess what? I can apply a trading strategy and make a heck of a lot of money doing so or share that information even better with the public so that everybody can take part in those games. And that's exactly what we've done with accuracy levels in that price corridor of over 90%, which is why we know our data is good internally. Woo, man. That is, <laughs> that is amazing because I'm telling you, Jay, I, I started getting like cross-eyed when <laughs> I started looking at trying to figure out this cryptocurrency trading because at first, you know, you know, because there are some similarities you know, at least in the analytics when it comes to like forex trading and cryptocurrency trading. But man, I was just like, I was taking losses, man. And oh, I was yeah. like, what in the world am I doing? And it's, I mean, it sounds to me that, you know, you guys have done so much of the heavy lifting that it really allows you to just consolidate this information and just really use it as 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 the tool that it needs to be used for, which is just being able to execute with knowledge and just having the data. Because that seems to me to be the biggest issue, you know, is being able to uh, have this access to data, to knowledge in real time, quick and predictable, you know, because you have, you know, past data to pull from. And you could yep. be able to make quick and easier decisions and not be so like gun shy or trigger happy, you know, trading off of emotions. Yeah, you know? no, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, 
it's very interesting because, you know, I've been in the same boat as you, right? I've incurred heavy losses myself, right? Because I was testing different theories yeah. or just was operating based on emotion like most investors do. And that's why this is so powerful, right? And even understanding at a 90% confidence level that you're predicting next day prices within a specific range, if you don't know how to p- apply a specific, very specific, quantitatively driven trading strategy against that, then 90% doesn't matter. So that's why we've done on a team of, of Wall Street people that are derivatives traders that understand the space and execute at this level in the traditional financial equities markets. And they're doing it for us internally. So we can start doing our back testing, start understanding like how we can help people making money and obviously uh, doing that same thing for us internally, right? So, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting and, and kind of hitting on what you said, taking that to the next level with data versus information. You're right on in the sense that we are an information provider, and that's what we plan to do and plan to deploy to the public. Uh, hopefully, Q1 yeah. of next year, which is you know we're still raising funding, um, you know for that specifically. But we really wanted to make sure our technology works before we raise funding, and we do. Um, but the difference between data and information, and this is a, a, an executive at a very large brand I used to work for told me this one time, and it really stuck with me, and why I call it an information company, which is data is just a data point. So you can say there's 500 you know, million people on Twitter, and of those 500 million people, X amount talk about Bitcoin every day, and of those people, there's a negative or positive sentiment. Those are like all data points. But mm-hmm. what he was looking for and what we're trying to give the public is information, which means I'm taking that data, I'm pooling it, and I'm quantifying it, and then what I give to you is an actionable insight. So not only do you see the data, but I'm telling you what to do with it, and that's the kind of stuff that we're working on today. And in terms of, you know, what we're going to ultimately provide to the end users. Wow, wow. Now, just switching gears just a little bit, still on topic, but just something that just came across my mind as as we were talking about the markets, and you mentioned something briefly about, you know, just the equities markets. And, you know, of course, we've seen what's been going on, you know, in, in the news about, um, you know, companies such as uh, Coinbase and other companies that are trying to, set up, you know, Bitcoin ETFs and they're trying to get more uh, placement of cryptocurrency, are trying to get cryptocurrency really in, into these traditional markets. Um, what do you, I mean, how how do you see this thing playing out with that? Do you think there will be a time where, you know, cryptocurrency, uh, crypto assets, I guess we probably should call them that, crypt, crypto assets can be traded on the traditional markets, or do you think, you know, Binance is just going to continue to just grow and just be the beast in the room and just, you know, just take the whole lunch? Or do you think the traditional markets are going to dive in and try to get some of this money? Yeah, I think, I think to your point, I mean, we're already seeing the writing on the wall, right? You see companies like Fidelity and you see, you know, people like Goldman Sachs, they're, they're announcing that they're doing things, they're moving into the space, they're creating trading platforms. You see people like Overstock.com, which is notoriously accepted Bitcoin over the years, but they're creating, you know, T0, which is a security token trading platform specifically. One of the first time, maybe only registered with the SEC, right? So we see these huge brands and financial institutions saying that they're getting into the space. Now it's going to take some time because there's so many regulatory hurdles because at the end of the day, the regulators, you know, whether it's the SEC or the CFTC or the IRS, they can't even agree upon, like, what is it? Is it a commodity? Is that what Bitcoin is? Is it a security? I think they recently said that the CFTC is going to kind of oversee 
that as a commodity, which is good. So that at least there's a little bit more clarity. But keep in mind, if this is a global currency that I can trade between somebody in California where I'm at and somebody in Japan, and I can do it in seconds or you know minutes, depending on the currency, and no fee or little fee, then all the different countries that we're trading within all have different regulations. And they're categorizing it as something very, very different. So there's this huge global macro problem that we have in terms of how do we handle this cryptocurrency thing from a regulatory standpoint. So I think a lot of people are waiting on the sidelines, especially as it relates to the U.S., which has notoriously been, you know, uh, very hard on the cryptocurrency space. You know, they've dismissed and, and you know, said no to quite a few ETFs that have been submitted uh, very recently, as I'm sure you know. Um, so I think yeah. until there's more clarity there and more custody solutions, like uh, like an E-Trade as an example, um, if I put my money into E-Trade and I'm trading with them, they're they're taking my money and they're they're basically taking over not the, the ownership of the money, but it's yeah, their it's responsibility. Still, I'm trading on their yeah. platform, so if anybody hacked in and took my money in some way, then I'm getting my money back, right? There's a custody solution, which is the only you know one of the only positive things of a centralized body, right? But if it's decentralized. Yeah then there's no one to say, hey, I'll give you all your money back if you lose it kind of thing. So once again, this all goes to the institutional money and the banks are waiting on the sidelines, but they all have plans. They're all filing for patents and they all have plans to release some sort of trading platform, some of which have announced that already uh, until regulation becomes a little bit more clear, especially in that of the U.S. But it's coming. Yeah. Yeah. And I think how you're positioned in all of this is beautiful because it's like we all see it coming, man. The wave is coming. We <laughs> see it, right? And it's like the discipline and the patience and the vision that you guys have over there when it comes to just being, um, you know, in the forefront and just really getting ready for the market. You're really just prepping and getting everything in place. You know, of course, there's, you know, folks that can be able to use and benefit from what you all are doing right now today and it's valuable and it's and it's uh and and it's bankable right but imagine when when everybody gets on to this everybody and it becomes as sophisticated as robust as um you know like the new york stock exchanges and the, the nasdaqs of the world and all of the just just think about the the ecosystem that and, and how large that ecosystem is just in just the trading world, all the different services, solutions, news, content. And so to be able to kind of see that happening and have, you know, just going back to what you were saying, the data as well as the knowledge to be able to, um, you know, you know, create these solutions for the, you know, for the end user is just, it's amazing. It has to be very, very exciting. Yeah, no, it's, it's so exciting. Uh, I'd say the most exciting part is our parent organization is called Genius 15 or Genius XV. And the, the whole goal of Genius 15 is to create a number of different solutions for different industries. So we started with cryptocurrency because I was solving my own problem as a trader, which, and then, like I said before, I realized everybody else in the space had the same problem. So we started with CoinGenius as our first application on the Genius 15 platform. But we're already actively pursuing other opportunities to leverage our algorithms and our predictive models for other types of industries outside of cryptocurrency, like real estate and other types of assets. And even using predictions such as, you know, things like predicting future volatility is something that's huge in any industry, right? 
So if I could predict the volatility of any particular asset as well as doing it to some sort of corporation that's predicting the volatility of you know, their user base, as an example, that becomes very, very valuable. So our algorithms and the way in which we're building them apply to any industry and are subject to a number of different use cases. So we're having a lot of interesting conversations, nonetheless, you know, talking about, you know, how we can apply the same thing to other, uh, you know, types of industries. So exciting, definitely exciting times. That that is that is phenomenal. I mean, that is so exciting to hear how you're able to expand with with the technology that you have. Man, look, um, my audience, I, I almost can hear them just licking their lips and chopping their teeth at being able to get a hold of this uh, platform, man. Like, how can the audience be able to just follow you, follow what you guys are doing, you know, what are some places where you can get some more information because um, I, I already know I'm going to start getting emails and they're going to want to know. <laughs> so you need to go ahead and drop the, drop the lines on me, Jay, because this, this, is, this is powerful. You know, people who are interested in getting into this space, getting into cryptocurrency trading, um, I mean, this is this is very exciting. Yeah, no, definitely. So um, you can definitely sign up and get updates through our website at coingenius.ai. Um, you can also follow us on Twitter at coingenius underscore AI. Uh, I'd say those are the top two places right now. Like I said, okay. you know, we're pretty early. Um, you know, we're we're a tech company, so we're we're really focused on building out our tech before we go live, before we go too crazy with bringing on investors and things like that. But I think we're at that place now. And one kind of anecdote or story I wanted to tell the audience, you know, just as something that's somewhat hopefully inspirational to some people, which is, you know, I'm an entrepreneur, um, you know, at heart, and I always have big ideas. And, you know, you, you come to the point in your life to where, you know, doing the whole startup thing, you know, takes a lot of time. And, it's, you know, you hit big one day and then the next day you're, you're struggling to pay bills because it's just, you know, running a startup is hard. So I went back to the corporate world and I became somewhat successful, you know, as a consultant for these large brands and, and helping them with their digital transformation efforts. And then I had this idea that I thought was, was so worth it and so big that I decided to tell everybody. And it was just two weeks ago that I was able to finally quit my job and focus on Genius 15 and Coin Genius full time. And it's a testament to knowing what you're passionate about and following your passion. And I swear to you that if you, do something you're passionate about every single day, it really does not feel like work at all. I could do this 24 hours a day, no problem, no sleep. I just figure it out. And I think that's half the battle. And I think that's why we're able to be somewhat successful in our, in our early existence, only 10 months old and attracting 13 people without really having the funding to pay for these people and just sharing this idea because I'm so passionate about what we're doing, how we can change you know, the face of how people look at cryptocurrency and digital assets. So um, there's something to be said for that, and I'm, I'm just really excited. And hopefully, you know that that uh, that story is somewhat inspirational, and somebody that's thinking about jumping in and diving into something they're passionate about. I I promise you, it's worth the risk, it's worth the heartache, because at the end, you will succeed as long as you keep your head down and work hard. Man, Jay, those words, uh, I mean, it blessed me. I mean, just listening to you because, you know, me also being an entrepreneur, you know, there's there's times where you know, you hit those walls and you go through these 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 different battles and challenges, right? And so it's like to hear you just express, you know, the things that you went through and you just kept the love and the passion and 
you just you know just kept putting one foot foot you know ahead of the other as it definitely has inspired me to continue to go forward and I know there's someone out there that's hearing your voice that's going to be inspired and maybe it was right at the point where they wanted to quit and they're going to be inspired by you as well and know that they could be done see that that that's one of the biggest things is that there's the folks out here that have these these great ideas they but they just need that push they just need that that just you know that that example that it can be done and so by you doing it by I'm doing it, uh, you know, whoever may be doing it, it's just one more example that it can be done. And just staying passionate, like you said, is just so, so important because that's what's really, that's really the fuel because there's things that happen that if you're not passionate about it, you know, you're just not going to make it. But the passion and knowing that what you're doing is actually impacting other people's lives in a very unique way, your unique way, is um the real blessing of it all, you know. So I'm man, I I I, I probably said excited probably about ten or fifteen times in this show, <laughs> but I mean it's just so exciting. And we look, man, we got to get you back on the show. You got to come back, give us some updates, tell us how things are going. So please, uh, absolutely, possible, you know, definitely get you back on the show, man. And so um, look, you know, I'm I'm definitely going to um uh um you know, tell the audience, you know, all about the things that are, you know, happening. Um, you know, of course, we'll circle back around and do another show in the future, man. But, look, thank you so much, Jay. Thank you so much for just taking the time out again and letting us Absolutely. talk to you. And yep. uh, I look forward to talking with you again. And, man, just, just keep doing your thing, bro. All right, will do. Thanks so much for having me on. I really appreciate it. This is one of the funnest interviews I've had by far. You know, it's all about having a conversation and just, yeah, you know, not man. taking yourself too seriously and just sharing our experiences. Hopefully we can help each other get to the next level. Um, so I'll work my butt off to, you know, get uh, get this stuff shipped out so, you know, people like your listeners and yourself can, you know, utilize this and be better equipped with more information. Yeah, man, that's what it's all about, man. So we'll definitely be in touch, and I look forward to talking to you soon. All right, sounds good. Have a good one. All right, take care. Bye-bye. All right, you too. Bye. Woo! Man, oh, man. I mean, Jeremy was dropping so many jewels. I mean, can you imagine, like, AI and what it's doing? <laughs> it's just it's just really, really interesting just hearing how technology is being finally leveraged in a lot of different ways. But, you know, when you listen to trading and and how trading happens and all the things that go into trading and you listen to what coin genius is doing to be able to bridge those gaps particularly with the technologies that they've infused in i mean it just gets you excited because for once you feel like there's a uh product there's a solution out there that's going to actually help you directly and you don't have to necessarily be a rocket scientist to understand how it works and to be able to use it that's the one thing that I really loved about um, you know, listening to Jay talk about the different things in the interview. Uh, Coin Genius, by far, is going to be a force to be reckoned with. And you, you need to definitely head over to the website, get more information, get in queue to be able to get this 
software, get the solution rather, uh, ASAP. All right. And uh, if you have any questions, of course, you can email me and then I'll forward you over to Jeremy. But the things that they're doing and how they're going about tackling this this element of cryptocurrency trading and just data get data gathering knowledge um, implementation is just on another level. So I just want to shout out Jeremy and the crew over there at Coin Genius. And I just wish you guys the best. You keep pumping, keep pushing, because we need you. You know, the uh, from the from the amateur uh, cryptocurrency traders such as myself to all the way up to the professionals, man. We need you, and we need more solutions like this. And having your solution now in in um, it, at reach is really exciting. So we're definitely gonna. Uh, try to get Jeremy uh, back on the show. Um, and he has a busy schedule, but we're going to get him back, man. We got to listen to some more jewels he was dropping and some more jewels that he's going to drop. And so stay tuned to hear more from the developments. Of course, you can also follow us on Twitter, Instagram to stay up in the know when it comes to what is going on on the podcast and the people that are going to be uh, interviewed or, or have been interviewed and um, also check us out on YouTube you know we're trying to build that platform up a little bit I know you guys listen mostly to the podcast via uh, Apple Podcasts and um, Google Podcasts and so forth but if you do have some time over at um, at, at, at YouTube just click like or subscribe and um, maybe you can listen to the replay via YouTube alright so that's out there for us as well. All right, guys. So look, so um, that's it for now. We will be back uh, tomorrow with another show. So stay tuned for that. And until then, holla back.